0: watchers during this holy week have found that the world has descended into a bit of a media circus so many things are happening that are causes for concern all at the same time and are having an impact on global stability there are so many balls up in the air and so we need a time of reflection there has been everything from the war in ukraine and the bizarre discovery of the bodies of 900 civilians according to the ukrainian police executed by russian forces in ukraine as the russian forces are leaving the east of kiev Not to be outdone, there is an equally cynical announcement by the British government of the deal it has struck with Paul Kigwani, the president of Rwanda, to send refugees back from the UK to Rwanda to to process their application for asylum. Britain is doing this, it claims, to dissuade would be refugees, Africans, from taking the dangerous journey by attempting to cross the British Channel. So the United Kingdom is proposing to send them 4,000 miles away to wait to see if their application has been successful. It may be lost to the rest of us, but this decision by Britain. For which it has already paid rwanda 128 million pounds is also aimed at cutting down paul Kigwali, to size he has been a leader of rwanda from the year 2000 and has presided over the peaceful transition from the massacre nearly 20 years ago that sad chapter in it in the, the history of the country of Rwanda, to a peaceful transition and stable democracy with an 8% annual GDP growth, Kigwani is truly a rising star in Africa. In this agreement, Britain is demonstrating that we ought not to be too optimistic about the likes of Kiguali or any other African leader because he has been recruited by them to become a headline seeker who is not unprepared to assist Europeans to his enormous profit in their campaign of savagery against Africans. This agreement with the UK puts Kiguali down to size He becomes Britain's boy in Africa. Britain, having pillaged and plundered places like Africa and the Caribbean to earn the wealth it has, is not unprepared to dump human cargo in faraway places, the very thing it did in the transatlantic slave trade to build its wealth. It will do so now to protect the same wealth it has gained. Britain is prepared to reward handsomely those that do its bidding in this matter. It has taken long for our kind to earn that to learn that the emissaries of the North Atlantic are not seeking friends in our part of the world. They are seeking assets that they can use. Mr. Kigali must beware of praises being heaped upon him by them their way is to use you and then to refuse you if Kigwali is not careful he will end up as another African leader who flattered to deceive and end up as a disappointment to those who trust him insofar as the lot of his people of Africa is concerned. Perhaps the ultimate circus of this week has been the announcement made by the Jamaica's Minister of Culture and Sports about the so-called legacy project for the 60th anniversary of Jamaica's independence. It must not be overlooked that the visit of Paul Kigali, whose country, Rwanda, is also celebrating 60 years of political independence. Is part of the Jamaican Diamond Jubilee celebration. What is striking to me about what Minister Grange mentioned is that there is nothing fundamental being attempted for Jamaica's 60th, just some big, shiny projects. Nothing is being announced or attempted to get at the bottom of the deep problem of urban violence deteriorating rates of literacy or even to rebalance and now deeply entrenched inequalities within the Jamaican population with the yawning gap between rich and poor. It struck me that we are where we are trying merely to catch headlines there is a deficit of moral voices in the world and we have a world being run including in places like jamaica and even the motherland of africa without moral clarity without moral commitment and without moral leadership we are in a world in which the divide between the good guys and the others has been narrowed It is no longer a black and white and right and wrong affair. Everything is everything. Perhaps the number one thing to which political leadership internationally is committed is the manipulation of headlines. Games are being played with the lives of people. Everything is everything. Everything is a photo opportunity. Nothing else is considered. There is little that has meaning and no attempt at meaningfulness. I attended Holy Week services in Zambia this week, and I felt the deep emptiness that has come to be our lot. I went on Monday, Thursday. I attended the Holy Week service. It was Holy Communion, and the preacher, Dean of the University, focused on the foot washing. And humble service as the essential quality of Christian leadership there are two things that led me to think about whether or not the church also is not serious about meaning and meaningfulness the first of the those things was that they collected an offering during the service and no explanation was given as to why and for what purpose? Why were they prepared to treat such a solemn service as a fundraising event? The second thing that piqued my concern was that in order to participate in Holy Communion service, one had to bring one's own cup. They did not hand out any communion cups. They poured the wine only for those Who had their own communion cups if you had cups you could receive communion if you did not you could not for my part i borrowed a cup from a member of a family i knew it struck me that the congregation did not operate from the point of view that the most menial and derelict and poor who attend church are still entitled To receive the Lord's Supper and ought to be provided for if they want to take communion they must go and fetch or buy cups or not participate in the Lord's Supper at all it struck me that we are faced with a crisis of meaning even in church and even its most solemn feast is run of the mill used for fundraising and allows for social exclusion it is not just the church that is morally confused places like europe and america that position themselves as moral leaders in the world are themselves confused they claim to distinguish themselves by receiving refugees fleeing war or famine or human rights abuse but now, if you are a refugee from certain places and not other places, you should be punished by being sent halfway across the globe in order to have your asylum application processed. If you live next door to Russia, you can be shot in the head until death. The world is prepared to look the other way rather than risk further hike in the prices of oil on european soil or worse to threaten the certainty of its supply if you are european you have an excuse to become a savage in your mistreatment of other human beings while preserving the right to lecture others in the world about moral duties churches nowadays are about not much more than money And real estate and light entertainment led by disempowered people who savage those that have no clout the church is less and less prepared to take itself seriously distracted by its push on social media the words of Jesus echoed on this first Monday Thursday if I your master and Lord wash your feet then ought you to wash one another's feet. How far have we strayed from the template of mutuality, equality, and humility laid down by Jesus? For all of us to empower and to affirm our fellow human beings, do those words of Jesus carry the same potency this Easter? Too many of us appear to defer to the Euro-American model of social hierarchy that some are more equal than others and the rules change depending on who it is. Those words of Jesus along with this dramatic parable of service and humility oblige us to construct approaches to each other. and. To construct a world governed by humility, solidarity, and equality. Christians, Christianity has lasted 2,000 years by being true to those values, and at the weakest moments in history, those very values have brought hope and change to the world. Perhaps they can do so again if we let them. Amen.